You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Permission 2 with Sam Jew. I am so excited about this episode and to introduce you to my beautiful friend and client, Fanula Doherty. Fanula supports big-hearted expats to take action on their infinite potential and purpose using her signature framework, The Infinite Method. She supports these women to create the life they've dreamed of when they first moved away from home. And I have had the privilege of working with Fanula in Permission Granted last year and also one-on-one coaching. And she is just a beautiful human. So let's dive into meeting her and learning all about her journey. I'd love for you to take us back to Fianula a year ago. Can you share me more about where you're at and where your business was at and what led you to sign up to Permission Granted, as well as then doing the one-on-one coaching series with me? Yes, definitely. Um, So a year ago in my business, things were going really well and I probably didn't realise that they were going as well as they were until we started our work together. Um, But the reason that I really wanted to sign up and get support was when you talked about the community aspect of permission granted, it really, really appealed to me. And I was really craving being surrounded by women who were going through similar things on their business journey. And I knew that I really needed support with mindset when it came to those things. Um, And so that was where I was at. I was probably dealing with perfectionism around my business and not aware that I was and thinking that things should have been further along. And you really helped me to see that you know, things were actually going really well. Yes. If, if it, <laughs> you, I think as someone who just like you, your business has just grown so quickly. Um, and I think, yeah, we worked a lot on like helping you to actually see that and celebrate that. Um, and that, yeah, that was so fun to kind of um, work on you, work on that with you, because I think, you know, it's something a lot of women struggle with, isn't it? Like not actually seeing their strengths and not celebrating their progress because we're always like looking to the next thing. And I know, I know I do that as well. So uh, what was the journey like for you being in permission granted? I loved being in permission granted. You have such an amazing way of holding space and when we're on calls together it feels like you just give everyone a big warm juicy hug that's what I always feel like when you are coaching someone that you just have a way of helping people to hear what they need to hear with whatever it is that they're navigating and going through I think that initially I felt quite nervous about being in a container that was a group setting and um I felt really funny about being vulnerable within that setting and to really share what was going on with me because it's not something that I'd ever did before. Um, And the really beautiful thing about that was how much I felt held by you and how safe I felt within a very short period of time. Mm. 
Yeah, there's something about the permission granted. I feel like it's such a privilege for me. It just tends to attract really big-hearted women. Yeah, then I, I'm really intentional about making the space really safe. And I often say like permission grant is like this little container where you get to practice being more you and then you can take it out into the real world. Did you did you see any like changes in the way you showed up in the in the world outside of permission granted as well? Yeah, so um, one of the things that you really supported me with was owning my story and my journey up until um, owning my own business and my own journey with my mental health. And it was something that up until I worked with you, I felt really, really private about. And I found that I had this desire to be open and honest about what had happened to me, particularly with my own community, because Mm -hmm. I wanted to create space for the women I was working with to be able to have that ability to do that themselves. Um, And so it was almost like a practice ground of here's women that you can share it with where you feel really safe to do that and um things kind of journeyed from there where I felt okay um I don't need to feel shame around this anymore it's okay for me to accept that this has been part of my journey and to own it and to not be embarrassed about it anymore Mm, yeah that's so powerful isn't it and and it's not like once you're in permission granted and you learn that kind of permission to share what feels right for you you still have to then work out in the in the world outside of permission granted who's safe to share with and who isn't it you know but it's lovely to start off in that container of safety and um, I think that's been really powerful for you what would you say has been the biggest mindset and kind of inner world shift uh, since you started working with me the biggest mindset shift I think I've spoke to it already is that ability to know that I'm doing enough. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm enough and I'm doing enough. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that I'm like a very high achiever naturally. And so I was before working with you really hard on myself if things didn't go perfectly. And now that we're not working together, like I still have your voice in my head thinking like, Sam would really tell me off for the way I'm speaking to myself right now in a very loving way but (laughs) yeah you really helped me to have that shift of knowing that what I was doing was enough and I think that's definitely really supported me through launch periods in my business and through times where things are like not running as smoothly as perhaps we would like them to be as business owners because that is always a part of owning your own business. Yes. And so, yeah, not giving myself a hard time has been really transformative. Yeah. So it sounds like it's that real like self-compassion, being kind and being gentle with yourself. Um, that was the biggest shift for you. Uh, we've been working on that a bit in Permission Granted this round. That It's not just the thoughts you have sometimes or the mindset you have or the stories you're telling yourself. It's then how you respond to them. You know, so you might still have the same stories in your head, but if you can respond to them in like a kind, compassionate, gentle way, then that diffuses those thoughts so powerfully. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more you do it, um, the easier it gets and the faster that shift begins to happen. You know, um, those automatic negative thoughts are much more easily challenged once you do this work um, consistently. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you support your clients so beautifully with mindset work now too. Yeah. 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 I love doing mindset work with clients. Yeah. And so I don't know if you listened to one of my recent episodes, but I actually did an episode about permission to not share. 
Um, and it was about like this idea. I don't know if you see this on social media, but like we get told to be authentic a lot, especially as small business owners. And sometimes that can mean instead of it being like permission to share, it feels like pressure to share. Um, and so I was talking in this episode how about how I believe being authentic is actually about like knowing what you want to share and knowing what you don't want to share and like being really discerning about those decisions. And you're someone who did decide to share some parts of your story as a business owner. Could you share with us like how did you decide to share your story and what's that journey been like for you? It has not been in any way straightforward. I have really battled with being a very private person and wanting to keep my own journey private and also knowing that there is so much stigma with having a mental health issue and journeying through it. Yes. Knowing that I didn't want to be a part of that stigma or to feed into it by not being open about what I had journeyed through and really having a desire to support people to be able to do the same if that felt good for them. And so owning my story, I think, firstly worked with was allowing myself to do the inner work so Mm -hmm. owning my story for myself and you know knowing that the things that I have been through were not my fault and that they were a really challenging time and actually owning how amazing I am for the fact that I have journeyed through that and got to the other side Mm -hmm. um actually I was on a training this weekend and a woman asked a question to the whole group and it was what's one thing that you don't want people to know about you And that was the first thing that came to my mind was it's still the thing that I feel that sense of, I don't want people to know. And then she asked, what's something that you're really proud of and what's something that makes you um, amazing as a person that you are. And the first thing that came to my mind again was the fact that I've journeyed through my mental health issue and I've got to the space that I'm in now where life is so amazing. And I, so I feel like it's not a, simple answer to be able to answer that question it's definitely a journey but the biggest part that has supported me to own and share my story has been letting go of the shame surrounding it Mm -hmm. and to separate what parts are being hidden because of shame and what parts are being hidden because that feels good to me and that feels like a part of my life that I want to keep sacred and to myself for my own personal reasons That's really powerful that you've been able to separate out the parts of your story that, you know, that you want to share and that you don't. And also it sounds like it's holding the power of the and, like the polarity of, well, actually part of my story I'm really proud of, you know, that I I journeyed through that and and part of it I still feel like this, that I want to keep it private and for me. Yeah. Because I think a lot of humans, uh, me included, we often want to go to the black and white, right? To be like, well, it's either a great story and I want to tell everybody or it's a story that I want to keep completely private. And and what you've been able to do is like navigate like the kind of messy middle ground. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that continues to be messy at times yeah. and <laughs> continues yeah. to be a journey that I'm still navigating and I don't feel like... I'm an expert on it because we're all so unique and different. And I don't think that there is like a really simple answer to how to go about this for yourself. I don't think there is either. And I think it's almost like permission to just check in with yourself in the moment, you know, rather than like, and and so like you might share something and then decide that you don't want to share it anymore. Or Yeah. yeah, you might decide that one day you are more ready to share more things and 
Um, I think that, um, so how, I'm really curious, like how did you set boundaries of what, about what you were willing to share and not share when you did decide to share like parts of your story? I wrote out my story and allowed myself to um, view the things that felt like transitional moments in my life and what created those transitions and then as I wrote things out and allowed myself to view my story kind of from afar yes it allowed me to connect in with well that's a part of my story that I feel okay about sharing that's something that feels really private um, and something that I just want to keep to myself um and that was how I kind of went through that journey and also working with you and um like I shared before navigating those parts that felt shameful and you support me to know that yeah I didn't need to feel shame around those things and um actually how powerful I was that I was able to make my way through them and to journey to the other side thank you for sharing I feel like it's um I think this is a really important conversation for small business owners but also for just anyone who uses social media around like it's okay to not share everything about your story and it's okay to share parts of it and that it's got to really like the only person that can really give that permission is yourself. Right. And only you knows when it's right. Like I know a lot of my community know that I had a pregnancy loss a couple of years ago. And I know for me, well, some people are like, Oh, to be authentic, you need to share that straight away. But for me, it just didn't feel right. I think it took me about a year before I felt ready to share it online a lot of my um, like community, like a lot of the women in Permission Granted and my one-on-one coaching clients knew about it, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to put it out to the broader community online. And um, and I think that's okay. And I think like, yeah, that's just a really important discussion for us to keep having about, you know, being authentic doesn't mean that you have to share everything straight away and keeping certain things sacred or private doesn't make you less authentic either. Absolutely. And I think um, what you shared there around who you shared it with in your community Mm -hmm. is also something that's really powerful to think about. Like I remember you asking me, as you share, do you want that to be written? Do you want that to be a video? Do you want that to be on Instagram or with like a smaller part of your community and all of those things? And for me, I just decided that I wanted it to be people who were actually already in my community. So not sharing it you know really really publicly because that was what felt good for me at the time um and like you said those things will probably shift and change again and um as we journey onwards you know our story changes and how we feel about our story changes and parts that felt significant at one time may not always feel as significant in the future so yeah giving yourself permission to change your mind too Yes. Permission to change your mind is a big one. And also permission to be you. Like I'm someone, I think I have to have gone through a certain amount of healing before I can share. Whereas I see other people that they're very comfortable sharing things whilst they're going through them. And it's just a difference, right. In who we are and what we feel comfortable with. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like um, social media is some people's outlet. It's kind of how they process. Whereas you, that work is definitely did privately for me. Mm, yeah we're all so different aren't we and also human so I have to say when I think about um, giving yourself permission to create life on your own terms uh, you are one of the people that comes up to my mind straight away because for anyone that doesn't know 
Uh, you actually live, you know, part-time in uh, Sydney and part-time in Ireland, or you've kind of created this business where you can live between both places, which to me just sounds like an absolute dream life. Um, I would love to know, like, where did you start in terms of giving yourself permission to create that life on your terms and, and to really own your worthiness so that you could actually, you know, have the courage to build that life? Yeah. Well, when that journey started for me is definitely a part of my own journey and story with my mental health. I lost my daddy very suddenly and it sent me on a journey where I was really pushed to think and think about what I wanted for my own life. Mm-hmm. Before that, I feel like I was just running along with what was happening and because his life was taken so soon and so young it really made me think about how life is so short and we have one chance and why not make it amazing and I think that that was a realization but also something that I had to do a lot of work around and like you mentioned that worthiness piece was massive because as I really got to know myself after that happened and through getting support I started to really witness my own gifts and the things that I um, really needed to own and support other people with because of my own story and so my business grew naturally from that space like through Mm -hmm. a desire to really support other people and also through owning my worthiness and um, who I was as a person and the work that I knew that I was here to do in the world. I think that when we own that we're also able to make decisions from a space that yes serve other people but also serve us too Mm -hmm. and so I think that when we own our worthiness and own the person that we are we get to create the life that we want from that place where we're not constantly creating things to please others or to only think about the other person but to actually think about ourselves and so I feel like it was kind of a mixture of having a real desire to support others but also to really stand in what I wanted for myself and my own life. I think that's so powerful because it's almost like the process of you owning your worthiness and giving yourself that permission to really acknowledge what you wanted and that your hopes and desires. I imagine that's probably what attracted a lot of your community to you. Like they probably see you as as someone that kind of embodies what what they're craving and desiring as well. So it's almost like you you did the work for yourself, but that also expanded into your community as well. Yeah, it's so interesting how that happens. You know, when I get to know um, the girls better, clients become one-on-one clients. Yes. Often when they start talking about what they want, there is that Mm -hmm. element of, I feel like I'm talking to a version of me a couple of years back that was navigating very similar things, which is really beautiful because it means that I'm able to support them on that journey of figuring out what that looks like for them. Yeah, I think absolutely. And can you share a bit more about your journey as an expat and how, like, have you had to do any mindset work to support yourself, you know, living away from Ireland? Being an expat is definitely a very unique journey. Um, My own personal journey, I think, was very changed whenever Daddy passed away because that happened whenever I was here and I'd only been here like six months or so. And so 
like I kind of mentioned, I was just following along with how life kind of goes as an expat. Yes. You know, I was going yeah. out every weekend. I was <laughs> working in a job that was great and I loved yeah. it, but it wasn't like connected to what I was passionate about, passionate about at all. And I think that one of the things that we have to navigate as an expat is the level of freedom that we get when we get here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the number of opportunities that we have. And that is so amazing, but it's also really confusing. Yes. Because when we're at home, often we can follow like the path of what we generally do. So um, going to uni, getting our job, finding our husband, building a house and having kids and that kind of path that's laid out for us in a way. Mm. And so when, when you're an expat and you're living away from home, you really get to decide what that looks like for you. And so there's definitely mindset work in that and that mm. with all of that freedom comes that um, real need to know who you are and to know what you want for yourself and to be able to challenge that story for yourself that it's okay to follow your own path and do your own thing and not have to follow the norm of what you maybe were brought up to believe that life was meant to look like. Yeah, that's so powerful. It sounds like when you become an expat and you live somewhere else, there's almost like this essential work of like letting go of the rules and the shoulds that came with where you grew up. Um, And it's interesting, like even I grew up mostly in WA and in in Perth for my teenage years. But when I moved to Melbourne, I had a similar experience of just like a lot of like family patterns and old ways of being that I felt like they were quite embedded in my life in Perth. They just kind of left, were left behind. And I felt like this kind of new version of me in Melbourne. So it's really interesting, isn't it? When we yeah have that space, what, what emerges for us. Yeah, and you get to create the person that you want to be. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious, like, I guess, um, (laughs) I don't know if you'll know how to answer this yet, but how that, like, um, what it's like for you then when you do go back home? I find that the more work that I did on myself, the Mm. more I'm able to stand true in holding that when I go home yeah Um, something that I hear so much from the women that I work with is the fear around that so how am I going to fit in at home what's life going to look like when I go home um you know are people still going to like me because I'm such a different person than I was whatever amount of years ago it was and I think that that has really increased with COVID because it's been like a really extended period of time where people haven't seen the people that they really care about yes But what I really witnessed to be true is that when my clients and myself, anybody that is I'm surrounded by does make that journey, that they surprise themselves, you know, because that person that you have created abroad doesn't go away just because you're put back into, you know, a different situation that you have evolved from. Yeah. Um, And I think that you can also see how, well, me personally I can see how the pathway for the people who I know at home is really amazing for them yeah and it's the life that they were totally meant to have and it works for them and it's really beautiful and also how you know the people who choose to be expats and live away from home how it's just like that was just meant to happen and um, things slot in as they always are meant to yeah that's so beautiful and so like in terms of the coaching that you offer um 
what what are your favorite tips and tools that you um you know that you use to support um expats in particular with is there anything that you'd love to share with the listeners today I think that as a coach my role is to support you to really connect with who you are Mm. and to own how worthy you are so that you can therefore make decisions from that space and that is the work that I really really Mm. love to do when it comes to specifics in terms of tools and tips and strategies I don't know if you agree with this but every person is so different (laughs) (laughs) and so it's really hard to come up with one one thing that generically works for everyone um oh I I hear you with that like it's one I think it's something um I know that people on podcasts love specific tips and tools so I always try to come up with something but I absolutely agree uh that it is it's really down to the individual and what they need and I think a great coach like knows that they're not using like you know the same kind of cookie cutter strategies with everyone um but yeah I was just curious because you're the only coach I know that that really works with expats if there was anything in particular that you found like really supportive for that community if I was to say something that I think is really important with Mm. the community that I work with it is actually community yeah so finding like-minded humans and um, being surrounded by them when you're away from home and that's something that I am so proud of in my business is the amazing community that has been created through this work yes Um, and it's just real testament to how much it's needed and to how much you know we need support when we're away from home yeah I love that I absolutely can see that in the way you show up and um yeah the beautiful people that you attract as well um and I'm sure that they just like yeah love being part of the community and I know it's so important when I lived in London as well like I yeah you do experience homesickness and and the community around you is really really important for your well-being and your mental health and and all of that yeah it's so important so how can people find out more about your work and keep in, in touch with you and kind of follow along on your journey? The main ways that I show up are mm-hmm. through Instagram. So mm-hmm. my Instagram page is called Infinite You. And through my newsletter, I really love nurturing my community through emails and through my newsletter, which you can find on my Instagram page, how to sign up to that. Um, I've also got a membership platform where you can get supported with strategies on how to look after your body and your mind and be part of that community that I just spoke about so those are the main ways that you can connect in with me and the work that I do initially oh wonderful and we'll share all those links in the notes as well so if anyone wants to get in contact they know how to well thank you so much for today um and for sharing um yeah I think like a part of your journey that just feels like a real um privilege for for everyone to hear thank you so much for having me it's been so lovely to have this chat absolutely our pleasure